Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneyfit.com, click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, Leslie, it is that time of the year. It's like a real life B movie. The swarm season. Ah! <laughs> yeah, except the bugs in- are everywhere. Yeah, except in Hollywood's version, if it was true to life, it wouldn't actually be very scary, nor would it make much of a movie. Because when you hear swarm, you think like thousands everywhere, but you don't actually see thousands of termites flying around. You might not even spot the wings that they shed when they go underground. In fact, termites are the sneakiest pests, and they can eat you out of house and home before you've even realized that they've dropped in for dinner. Yeah, listen to these numbers. This year, termites will do $1.5 billion in damage to homes across the U.S. That's billion with a B. More damage than we typically suffer from fire, storms, and earthquakes combined. But at least you can get some insurance coverage for those. When you ask for termite insurance, the agent goes, surely you jest. And you can add my home to the list of those people suffering billions of dollars. In fact, I've been doing some research this week about what sort of method of treatment I should go with. I've been sort of interviewing every treatment company out there to find the best thing. So later this hour, we're going to tell you how to keep your home sweet home off the menu for the termites dinner. Okay, folks? So stay with us. Also coming up this hour, one caller we choose will win a great prize. It's a set of three bionic wrenches from Loggerhead Tools. They blend the best of a wrench and a pair of pliers, and they're worth about a hundred bucks. So call us now to get in on the prize. Leslie, who's got the first question? Roger's calling from West Virginia, and he wants to talk windows. How can we help? Hello. Uh, I had a question about uh, uh, getting into replacement windows that has to do with um, triple pane versus double pane. Um, some of the uh, technology is a little overwhelming, and um, I, uh, I'd like to be able to understand that more clear as to which way to go. Is it necessary? That's a good question, Roger, and the answer is no, because double pane and triple panes are fairly similar. Now, 
if you get up to a real brutal climate, like you're up in the in the in the high high hills of the north part of the of the country, where you're dealing with just brutal winters, you might get a better return on investment. But in your part of the country, in West Virginia, and in most of the center of the country, I would say no. Um, it's not going to be a big difference between double pane and triple pane. What is more important is that the window is Energy Star rated, and it's never been a better time to replace your windows with those that are Energy Star rated because there is a federal tax credit that you may be eligible for, which goes from now until January of 2008, where you can actually get an income tax credit of up for, to $500. Yeah, for putting in new windows that are Energy Star rated windows. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, so it's a good time to do it. Now, I was also on the Internet trying to understand some of this uh, technology that's new that's come out. Um, I guess some of the gases that they put in between the panes. Yes. And uh, I guess there was two main kinds. Uh, one is a fairly new. Argon and Krypton. Yes, yes. And um, out of those two, I didn't know. You know, you, you know, you get salesman hype and you don't know what to believe. But also it was saying that it's not so much how many panes you've got, but the distance between the panes. Listen, Roger, you know, there's a lot of science between designing a window that's energy efficient, and I commend you for trying to understand the science. But the government's done the job for you. If the window is Energy Star rated, you know it's meeting the model energy code. And that and, and th if you if you go that route, you don't have to worry about what the difference is between argon and krypton and the space between the glass and whether it's got swiggle or whether it's got. You, you, I love you know. that word. You know, I love that word. <laughs> swiggle. It's my favorite. I've been waiting for you to say it. Exactly. She just loves to hear me say it. Like swiggle, 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 swiggle. <laughs> but, but really, Roger, you don't have to do that work. If you get an Energy Star rated window, it's going to meet all those standards for the model energy code. And don't try to, you know, this way you get out from under, uh, you know, what one salesman says versus the other. Just say, hey, is an Energy Star rated? What Energy Star rating does it have? And go from there. Do you have a brand that you would lean toward? Well, sure. I mean, we like Pella windows. We like Anderson windows. We like those good, you know, good quality name brand windows. And it's not just the window manufacturer. You have to make sure that they're set nicely in a good frame. Stay away from aluminum framed windows because they're just going to cause condensation and it's not going to be really good because they're going to hold a lot of the temperature, whether it's cool or hot. Make sure you go for a nice vinyl or wood framed window. Triple pane glass, not necessary. Go for the double pane and Energy Star rated. That's all you need to know and you'll be really happy. And That's let them great. measure for you. <laughs> That's great. That, that, that pulls it down and to put the jelly on the bottom shelf where I can get it. There you go. <laughs> like Roger, that. thanks so much for calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Alicia in Tennessee has got a shower question. What can we do for you? Hi. We had a shower, um, and, and actually there are two problems. The first Wait, can problem... you say shower again? Pardon? Can you just say shower again? It was really fun. Shower? Yeah, yay! <laughs> <laughs> you are just you have to... fun of my accent? I'm not making fun. I love it. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. No, don't be. We love you. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, the flow of the shower is interrupted um, whenever water elsewhere in the house is turned on. Okay. And there's just a small stream of water that comes out of the shower, even on a good day. Okay. But one thing that we have done, we have soaked the shower head and removed it before, and we can't find any kind of um, clog or anything, but just a problem. 
How old is the shower head, uh, the valves? Have they been replaced uh, any time in recent past? Uh, you mean the actual head? Yeah, the actual the shower? shower itself, yeah. No, it, and, and this problem started, we had our house replumbed. Okay, and, see, this is what I'm getting at, because what I okay. think's happened here is I think you have a water-saving shower head, and built into the shower head, there's a water reducer. And that's probably why you're not getting you're not getting the delivery that you need to get. Here's a here's a test. When you take that shower head off and throw on the shower, so just the pipe is kind of sticking out of the wall. Right. Does the water come out full blast when you do that? No. It doesn't. No. All right. Well, then the problem is not with the shower head. All right. Rewind. No, <laughs> 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 another thing. Um, I, I think then probably the next step might be the diverter valve. Okay. Okay. How old is your house? Uh, 30 years old. So it was built in the 70s? 76, uh-huh. 76. Okay, so you probably have copper plumbing, and you're on city water or you're on well? Well, no, we had it replumbed. We don't have copper plumbing anymore. What do you have? We didn't have, but, I, well, just regular plumbing, but we do have a well. Okay. We do live in the country, so we mm-hmm. have a well. And is the pressure problem only with the shower, or is it really with the whole house? It's only with the shower. Hmm. Well, there's got to be a restriction somewhere, and it's probably, if it's just the shower head, it's probably in the diverter. So you might need just to replace the, the faucets in, in, the, in the tub shower area, and that might solve it. Okay. If it's only limited to that one area, it's yeah. got to be in the valves that are controlling that area. Okay. All right, Leisha, that doesn't have to be an expensive job. It should be just a, you know, a, one trip for a plumber should be able to knock that out. Okay. Well, that's great news. All right, Alicia, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Okay, Money Pit listeners, who is really doing the lion's share of home improvement projects? The lion or the lioness? Hmm, coming up, what women are doing in DIY. When you took your first steps or drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous, gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation, starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams into hot and cold running reality. Want to guard against stains and residue left by grease, food, soap, and cosmetics in the kitchen and bathroom? Try Bear Premium Plus Interior Sateen Kitchen and Bath Enamel with advanced NanoGuard technology. Key ingredients are reduced to nano-sized particles that enhance performance. It provides excellent scrubability, stain removal, and blocking, and helps resist mildew in moist environments. Perfect for high-traffic areas like kitchens and bathrooms. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to paint, there's good, better, and bare. Roomside blinds and curtains are dust magnets, and all those allergens accumulating on your window treatments could be making you sick. That's why I love Designer Series windows and patio doors from Pella. 
They have blinds sandwiched between panes of glass. They're protected from dust. So Pella Designer Series windows actually help keep the air in your home healthier. And here's the best part. Window blinds protected under glass don't need constant cleaning. What's not to love? For a free in-home consultation, call 800-309-5555. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor Plus from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor Plus has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor Plus. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Interior Sateen Kitchen and Bath Enamel with advanced NanoGuard technology to help consumers protect these areas, keeping them looking new longer. For more information, visit bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. So you've heard of the dreaded honeydew list. Yeah, like honeydew this, honeydew that. Not <laughs> yeah. honeydew melon, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. But that's only a stereotype. According to DIY research folks, one in three women takes on improvement projects around the house on her own, okay? On her own. And these aren't just the redecorating or gardening projects that you might expect. That's right. Girls do guy things more and more. In fact, women are actually asking us about wiring ceiling fans or repairing concrete patios or stopping basement leaks. And you can find out how to do it herself advice for almost any project at www.moneypit.com. And do it himself, too. Ah, just people. Do it, do it people, people self. <laughs> exactly. All people doing all types of projects. Okay, well, no matter who wears the tool belt at your money pit, he or she will want to win a great prize we're giving away this hour to one caller. It's a set of three bionic wrenches from Loggerhead Tools. These bionic wrenches are really cool because they combine the way a wrench works and the way a pliers work. They grip bolts and screws all the way around and squeeze tight, so you've got really good leverage when you're working on your projects. And the set of three is worth about 100 bucks and will fit 38 different fastener sizes, so it's sure to do just about every job around the house. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Russ in Rhode Island listens to the Money Pit on WPRO. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, the thing is... Uh... I've got a medicine cabinet that I'd like to change, and the house was built in 64. The medicine cabinet is recessed in the wall. Uh, it's about 40 inches by 36 inches high, and there's tile all the way around. What's my best bet to do with this? 
A chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Um, <clears throat> well, you want to get this medicine cabinet out? That's the whole idea? I'd like to change it. Yeah, it's getting like uh, it. it's chrome-plated, and the chrome-plating yeah. is rusted a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Uh, you know, it may not be that hard to take it out. Usually, they're set inside the stud cavities. Right, yes. And um, if you take all the shelves out, you usually see um, maybe two or four screws going on through the, the side. Metal, yeah, on the metal body. Uh, once you pull those out, you could probably wiggle it back and forth and pull it right out. You could probably have the whole thing replated, have it dipped. The only thing is they would have to remove the glass. And if it's in good condition, they would absolutely be able to do it. And I'm not sure how much the cost of dipping. Of course, it depends on what type of finish it is you're looking for. But there are a lot of people who do it all over the United States that do a wonderful job with it. Okay. All right. Now, the next question is uh, tub cast iron. Okay. And it's got a porcelain finish. It's yellow. I'd like to have it recoded. Okay. What's the best bet? I mean, the thing is, there are specialists that do this. Oh, absolutely, there are specialists that do it. It's actually average cost between around three fifty and six hundred dollars, which is just about half, you know, more than half of what a new cast iron tub would cost, anywhere between twelve hundred and five thousand dollars, you know, for a new tub. So it makes a lot of sense. Do some research. You'll probably find somebody who's able to refinish your tub. And actually, you might even be able to find the same person who does plating as well, because it seems to be a related industry. All right. Thank you very much. You've answered my questions. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Kathy from Ohio has an interesting question for us. It's about Lustron Homes. Kathy, tell us about your house. Um, It's very unique. Um, It's a porcelain enameled steel structure. They were manufactured in Columbus, Ohio from 1948 to 1950. Oh, these were the metal homes that were made for the returning GIs? Yes. From World War II? Yeah, it's actually interesting. The architect and the engineer, the designer of it all, was this guy, Carl Strandlin. And he actually started off wanting to manufacture metals for a different purpose, for construction. And the government wouldn't allow him to do it. They said, you know, there's a housing shortage, and that's what we're focusing on. So he figured out a way to manufacture homes out of metal. And he had such a great idea that he was really almost ahead of his time. And it's interesting that here we are, what, 50, 60 years later, and these homes are still standing up. Kathy, what kind of shape is your Lustron home in? Um, it's actually in excellent condition. Um, there is a user group on Yahoo for people that own Lustron homes or, inter- or are interested in them. And there's a lot of people that have posted pictures of theirs. And, you know, some people talk about um, the poor manufacturing with the, the unions that were putting the houses together. So some people have problems with their um, foundations shrinking or cracking. Yeah, but I got, I got news for you. There's a lot of problems with foundations and stick-built homes that were built in the 40s, too. Mm-hmm. So that might not be so unusual. Now, what project are you tackling right now with the house, Kathy, that we can help you with? Um, actually, there's, there's quite a few. but um... <laughs> Okay, well, pick one because it's only an hour program. <laughs> My big thing is um, with the house, it's all porcelain enameled steel, inside, outside, the roof, the studs, everything. And... My whole inside of my house is gray. Oh, well, you're, you know, you're lucky because your choices for interiors when you purchased a Lustron home were beige or gray. Now, your exterior choices were pink, tan, yellow, aqua, blue, green, or gray. What color is your outside? That sounds like the washing machine that I had growing up. <laughs> my house is avocado green. Actually, the outside of my house is currently tan with dark brown trim, but I was told by um, Alex James, the person, he wrote a book on the Lustron homes that the original color of my house was gray. Hmm. You could have ended up with one of those canary yellow ones. 
So what can we help you with today, Kathy? Are you trying to change the color of the interior? Yeah, I'd like to, but I don't know how to do that. Well, I don't think it's terribly difficult. I know a lot of people compare it with an automotive paint, and you really sort of have to bake on the enamel. But I think if you do the proper prep work, you should be able to get a really nice paint job. And what you want to do is make sure you clean all of the surfaces that you're going to paint very, very well. Use a 50-50 solution of water and ammonia, especially in the kitchen and the bathroom. In the kitchen where you might have a grease buildup, in the bathroom where you might have a soapy residue buildup, use the ammonia and water, and that should bring everything down to a really nice surface. Let everything dry very, very thoroughly, and then you want to make sure that you prime everything very, very well. And I think a Zinser primer, it's called one two, uh, one, two, three Bullseye Primer, and that should do the trick because that will adhere to just about anything. And if you get the primer on, then you can go ahead once that dries thoroughly and use a really good sort of oil-based high-quality paint. Make sure you get a high-quality paint because it really does matter if you spend the money on the paint, especially if you're dealing with something like this. And remember that even if if you were to paint any sort of surface, you need to be delicate with it. Don't go and use an abrasive cleaner on it. Make sure you use soft scrub. That tends to work best, since especially everything in your house has this coating on it. So make sure you do a lot of good cleaning prep work, prime, and then use a good quality oil-based paint as a top coat. Does it have to be oil-based? Well, it works much better if it does. I know it's more Plus it'll work, be much most... more durable. Correct. It'll just be more hardy, especially since it's all of your surfaces. Okay, Kathy? All righty. Thank you very much. Good luck and enjoy that house. 888-666-3974. You know, when I was doing research, I found out that the houses had something called the Thor, which the was Thor. the washing machine, and it was built into the kitchen. And the interesting thing is by flipping a couple of things and changing a basket, it became a dishwasher. Oh, interesting. It's like how cool. They really sort of wanted yeah. to conserve space and utilize every amount of space within the houses. And when you look at the pictures, I mean, the colors are wild, and the houses look sort of sterile but cool and modern. Definitely a forward thinker. Poor guy, Carl went bankrupt in 1950, and they only ended up making about 2,800 houses in 18 months. But they're all still standing. Yeah, and they've got a whole user group on Yahoo associated with it. Well, that was a very interesting question. Kathy calling in from Ohio. So it's spring cleaning time, and many of your perennial projects are indoor tasks like clearing out cluttered attics or basements and closets. Yeah, but possibly the most important item on your to-do list is outdoors, where you can help keep destructive pests from getting indoors. Listen for home-saving tips from a pest expert next. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. The Pella Windows Your Way sale is going on now. Visit us at www.pella.com or call 1-800-TBD-PELLA today for a free consultation. Pella, viewed to be the best. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Call us now with your home improvement question. Now, here's an unplanned home improvement that perhaps you have to deal with or have dealt with in the past. You know, it's termite swarm season. And while that makes it sound like you'll see thousands of these destructive little pests flying around, that is simply not the case because termites are incredibly sneaky. 
They live underground, and they can literally eat you out of house and home before you know it and before you even have a chance to deal with the problem. Well, as long as you're spring cleaning, because I know most of you are doing that anyway, make sure you include the outside of your house, and you'll help keep these termites and other pests from invading your home. So joining us to talk about that is Greg Bauman, Director of Technical Services for the National Pest Management Association. Welcome, Greg. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you. So, Greg, just short of falling through your wall or down your staircase, how do you know you have termites? Well, you know, homeowners can play such an important role by just being vigilant just keeping an eye out, looking for anything that's out of the ordinary. And I think if you research termites, you'll find that most people talk about termite tubes. That certainly is a possibility. They're, they're straw-shaped tubes of mud coming up the side of a house. But many times, the first time they're going to find termites will be when there's a swarm. And a swarm is when a healthy colony is ready to send out reproductives to spread spread the species through to other structures. Now, the reproductives are the insects that are basically going out and looking for places to take root uh, in other uh, areas of uh, your neighborhood, so to speak. And um, when those bugs are out flying around, are they actually eating? Are those the type of insects that eat, or is it what comes after that that causes the damage? Now, the termite swarmers do not eat. What they're going to do is, um, is mate, they're going to find a new site, start laying eggs, and eventually these newborns will turn into workers, and they will do the feeding. So what you're saying, Greg, is uh, spring is in the air, and that means it's romance season for termites. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it makes all sorts of people fall in love, even termites. <laughs> well, the termites can fall in love with your house. Now, you said that homeowners need to be ever vigilant in keeping their eyes open for signs of swarms. I always think it's a good idea to have a professional inspect your home once a year because I know from my experience of being a home inspector for 20 years, that the signs that a termite uh, colony has infested your home are not always that very obvious. And, and if you're not a pro, you may not know exactly what you're looking for. Oh, you're absolutely right. We always recommend a professional to come out. Um, and, and that's one of the great things. The homeowner is there all the time, and the homeowner can see things that just might not look right. At that point, it's a good time to contact the professional. Or if, you just, if, the, if the homeowner would just like peace of mind, it's always good to get a, a termite inspection once a year, for sure. So what type of treatments are available should you notice something or you actually have someone come in and find out that you do have termites? Well, I think the most important thing is that if you do suspect termites or if, you, if it is confirmed by a professional that you do have termites, that you can just take a deep breath and make a rational decision. It's not something that has to be done before, before sunset, say. Uh, and so that is good news. So the house is not going to fall down around you? Not overnight. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we certainly hope not anyhow. Um, but um, it is something that you want to act on as soon as possible. But you can take some time and, and just um, and look at the choices. And there are three main types for subterranean termites, which are the most common types of termites, the termites that live underground. Uh, there will be liquids. And that's a traditional liquid treatment around the outside, but the products have changed so much that the technology is absolutely excellent today and is extremely effective. And then the second type would be a baiting system where stations are placed exterior around the house, and the termites feed on these baits, and then they're also going to feed on the toxicant that is going to um, control the colony. And then the third type is a, is a localized treatment. If there's a small area, say, that would have termites, and you can even use it on the entire house as a preventative, and that would be a liquid treatment that goes right on the wood itself. And that would be required to have exposed uh, beams in the basement, say, and that type of uh, um, construction 
access. Um, but all three methods work extremely well, and many times the homeowner will be able to make that decision. So, Greg, you say the homeowners don't have to panic. Um, if you were to advise a homeowner on what the, the key questions are to ask a pest control professional that uh, is being invited into their home upon the discovery of, of a termite problem, what are the most important questions uh, to ask? Well, if you're trying to decide on a treatment regimen, find out which type of treatment the company uses and get, and get them to explain why they prefer that type. They might even offer all three types. They can talk to you about the advantages and disadvantages of each. And while you're checking the company, you certainly want to make sure that they're licensed by the state, that they have proper insurance, and they can provide that proof. All good companies are going to be able to do that. And you also might want to check the um, membership with a state or national association, which means that they've decided to invest a certain amount of their resources in, in additional training. We're talking to Greg Bauman. He's the Director of Technical Services for the National Pest Management Association. Greg, one more thing before we let you go. Once you've sort of tackled this termite problem and you've treated, what can you do to prevent reoccurrences or what can you do around your house to just stop them from coming, make it less appealing? Uh, that's a really excellent uh, point because there's, a, there's some great advice that we can give the homeowners to uh, reduce the chances of reinfestation. First of all, any wood contacting the soil should be removed. Uh, if, you can, if you can't remove it, cut it off. Uh, the second thing is you want to make sure that a professional comes out and does take a look at the house once a year after that treatment because you know that there are termites nearby for sure. And third, and, and probably very important as well, would be remove any standing water right near the structure itself, the siding, and, and uh, siding might be under mulch and it's going to hold water that way. You want to free everything up, get the wood as dry as possible and away from the soil. Greg Bauman, the Director of Technical Services for the National Pest Management Association, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Well, if you have a home project that requires heavy-duty stripping and abrasion, sandblasting might be the best option. Yeah, but is that a do-it-yourself project? Well, we'll strip away the answer right after this. Come Tom and Leslie on the Money Pit Radio Show. Over the course of 50 years, you could have three children. You could buy nine cars. You could take 66 vacations. You could own seven pets. And you could need only one roof, provided you invest in a metal roof. Metal roofing is investment-grade roofing because it pays you back over time. It stands up to rain, hail, high winds, and wildfires, and is built to endure for decades. Plus, metal roofing is available in all kinds of beautiful colors and styles. To learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit MetalRoofing.com and see how, over time, a metal roof can save you enough money to pay for a lot of those vacations. In many parts of the country, a metal roof can help to reduce your home energy bills over the course of the year. It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to MetalRoofing.com. I have learned, the hard way, that you should never hang a bird feeder over your picnic table. I've learned that newly planted trees can support a hammock but not a body. But I've also learned that, thanks to Vigoro Fertilizer, you don't have to be a genius, fortunately, to have a greener, healthier yard. Vigoro greens up in just 72 hours, but it also keeps guys like me from paving in the entire yard out of sheer frustration. Because Vigoro makes fertilizing simple. The instructions on the bag are actually easy to understand and easy to follow. 
You know exactly which kind to use, when to use it, and how. With Vigoro, it's amazingly simple to pull off a healthy green lawn. Get yours today exclusively at The Home Depot. And see just how Vigoro can make you look like a gardening genius. Even if you're not. Vigoro. Simply foolproof. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. It doesn't match the new shower curtain is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, companies coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at FaucetCoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So, stand blasting is an effective way to remove years of paint buildup from surfaces, but this job can be dangerous, and you really need the skills of a pro with the proper equipment and expertise to get the job done. If you use a pro for your sandblasting job, it will ensure a very smooth outcome and make sure your house is ready for the perfect new paint job. Because you know, people, it's all in the prep. If yeah. you prep properly, you'll have a great paint job that'll last you for many, many years. And then you can throw a couple of pairs of jeans at the pro and say, hey, make my cool blue jeans all sandblasted and fun. So you no really... additional charge. Yeah, exactly. Just throw those in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, coming up in our next e-newsletter, the biggest mistake homeowners make when painting the exterior of their home. And we'll tell you how to get out of that rut of blah and boring colors, folks. Pick some fun colors. Also, three tips to make sure your spring paint job is picture perfect. That's in our next e newsletter subscribe now at moneypit.com and best of all folks it's free 888-666-3974 give us a call right now we're giving away a set of three bionic wrenches from loggerhead tools leslie who's next jim in nevada listens to the money pit on kbzz and you've got squeaky floors tell us about it uh well um we had, our house was built in 1939 and uh we uh mostly in the high traffic areas we have a lot of squeaking, but I'm not sure where it's coming from. I'm not sure if it's coming from uh, the subfloor, which is, I, I think they're like one by six uh, planks-like, and, and between that and the joist, or if it's coming from uh, the, between the subfloor and the hardwood floor itself. Well, have you been walking around and sort of trying to zone in on where the squeaks are coming from, stepping carefully? Yeah, we've been walking around, and like I say, mostly in the high-traffic areas. And I'm going, we have like a half-basement, and I've been walking down there to see if there's any gaps between the subfloor and the joists, and I'm not seeing a lot there, nothing. 
Well, regardless of whether or not it's between the subfloor and the joist or the subfloor and the hardwood floor, in either case, it's being caused by movement in the floor. And if you can arrest that movement, you should be uh, quieting those joists. Now, there's uh, two ways to do this. Um, The easiest way is if you can locate the floor joist and you can do that with a stud finder so you know exactly where, you know, you know which direction they're going, but you can figure out exactly where it is. Then what you want to do is pilot hole a um, very small hole in that wood, in that hardwood, so that you can drive a finish nail in there. The best kinds of finish nails are like number 10 or number 12 hot dip galvanized nails because they have sort of a very rough surface and they tend to hold really well. And you put them in at a slight angle and then you drive the head right through the surface of the hardwood floor so all you have now is this little dot that has to be filled in and you can fill them in with one of those wax pencils that Minwax makes or something like that. Okay. And you'll have to do that in a couple of places. Now, the second way to do this is to drill and screw it down. But then, of course, you're going to have to use a plug in that floor, and that's mm-hmm. going to require a little bit of refinishing. But the idea here is to secure the floor. So I would take the noisiest, loosest areas and work on that kind of one nail at a time. And if you do it right, you, you won't see the nails once they're installed, and it will quiet down that floor quite nicely. Will I have to put a lot of weight on that, or will, will the nail suck it up itself? Um, you mean will it pull it down itself? I think right. the, nail, the nail will pull it down pretty nicely. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to have to put a lot of weight on that. No, but... I don't think so. Okay. All right, All right well, Jim. Thanks. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Heather's up next, and she's got a tiling question. How can we help? I put a pedestal sink where a vanity used to be and on the on the wall where the tile the ceramic tile is there's a few holes with um i think you call them mollies in them and i'm not sure oh, like how an to, anchor how to get rid of those <laughs> or what to do well i don't know if you're going to be able to repair that tile to its former glory do you have any of the tile that was used in the bathroom left over no it's a it's it's old (laughs) but it's in really good shape except for those holes where the vanity was because generally what i would say is pop that tile out and replace it with one if you can sort of systematically remove a couple of tiles here and there and introduce say a patterned tile you know something oh yeah that's a good idea because there's really no way to fill those holes properly oh okay so i guess Tiles are kind of standard sizes, though, right? Generally, is what kind of tile is this? Is it for a, a bath? Yeah, it's ceramic tile in probably, the bathroom on the probably, walls. Yeah, probably four by four. Yeah, yeah. And that's I can just get that anywhere then? Oh, yeah. You can even, if you like something more of like a one-by-one one mosaic tile look, they come on 12 by 12 sheets on like a mesh backing you uh-huh. can even cut them up into four by four. You can get four four by fours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You could get a bunch out of it. I'm like, my math is off tonight. But you can get a <laughs> bunch out of it. Let's just call it a bunch. And use those systematically as sort of a design element. And that gives you some color. And it gives you an opportunity to really experiment with your design. Oh, that's. I like that idea. That's a good idea. I think that's what I'll do. Okay, Heather, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Well, how long is your roof supposed to last? That's a question many of us ask ourselves. When's it time to replace it? Well, the answer is longer than you think if it's installed properly using the right materials. Up next, we're going to help an emailer who's having a problem with a roof over his head right after this. Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing. Because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where you can call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, or you can email us by logging on to moneypit.com and clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. And James from Middletown, Rhode Island, did just that. All right, James listens to the Money Pit on News Talk 630 WPRO, and he writes, I have a five-year-old house, and my roof shingles have been blown off with this New England weather. My builder told me that they were installed correctly and took a sample of the shingle to send back to the manufacturer to see if the product was defective. I told my builder that if the product was not defective, then the installation of the shingle was wrong because it's not normal for a five-year-old house to be losing shingles if they were installed properly. In your opinion, is improper installation or defective material the major cause for a new house to lose the shingles? Hmm. It's a very thorough question. It is a very thorough question. Um, interesting that the builder and the manufacturer are pointing the finger at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but where does Isn't that, that always leave the case? poor James from Middletown, Rhode Island? Um, James, it's kind of hard to screw up putting roofing shingles down. My thought is uh, if they were nailed properly, then the builder's pretty much off the hook. And uh, the nailing pattern is printed clearly on every package of shingles, and it's usually about four nails per shingle. Um, The other thing that comes to mind, Leslie, is the builder may have chosen the wrong type of shingles. And if you're in a high wind situation, there are such things as high wind shingles, shingles that actually have um, a stickier glue in between them that actually help them stay uh, affixed to the roof. Which is good because if you're in a high wind area and the wind gets underneath it and tries to lift them up, they'll do the best that they can to stay adhered more. And I think they're really good for even hurricane areas. So they're not just talking a gusty day. Uh, That's right. I think that the high wind resistant shingles can actually stand up to 100 mile an hour winds. So it might be that these shingles are not the right kind of shingles for your particular area. The other thing that I've seen is that if the shingles were put on in the winter and the sun didn't really have a chance to bake them and therefore seal them together, they can blow off more frequently. I'm sorry that that's not a a definitive answer for you, James, but those are clearly the possibilities. All right, James, good luck with that roofing situation. I'm sure it'll all get worked out. Well, 80% of the folks that call 888-MONEYPIT every week want to know how to find a product, fix a problem, or clean something. And that is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word, because you're going to tackle a cleaning chore that I know we all hate, and that is cleaning our showers. Yeah, and I guess it means that we're a very messy group of people as Americans, which is quite funny that they're always asking to clean something. Well, you know, most of the dirt that ends up in showers is because of the (laughs) the mineral salt that's in the waters. It's not even the grime that comes off your dirty bodies. Uh, I thought you were going to say it's stuff we're bringing in on ourselves. (laughs) No, it's it's not always that. Sometimes the water leaves that mineral salt deposit, which is, you know, that nasty white stuff. That like that's white filmy look. Cloudy stuff. Exactly. Well, if you're seeing that milky filmy look on your showers, 
Don't start scratching at it, folks. Abrasive cleaners do the most damage to fiberglass showers. And once you get scratches in there, you'll never get them out. So be very cautious about how you choose to clean your fiberglass shower. And remember that fiberglass showers are finished with a layer of gel coat, and that's what gets easily scratched. So make sure you choose your shower cleaner carefully. And to keep that shiny luster and prevent water spotting, why don't you try waxing the shower stalls about once a month with a liquid automotive wax? That should do the trick. Great advice. 888-666-3974 is the phone number. You can call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our live call screeners are always standing by to take your question to 888-MONEYPIT. That is about all the time we have for this hour of the program. But before we go, you know the old saying, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? (laughs) Well, not if we can help it because next week we broadcast live from the National Hardware Show. It's like the biggest hardware store in the world it's like a million square feet it's full of all kinds of cool stuff i'm bringing an empty suitcase you should because we're going to spill the beans about the latest and greatest tools and products for your home that's next week on the money pit i'm tom kreitler and i'm leslie segretti remember you can do it yourself but you don't have to do it alone Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.